This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Contractor's Corner. I'm Solar Power World Editor-in-Chief Kelly Pickerel, and today I'm talking with Dave Anderson. He is EVP and co-founder of Amoresco, a renewable energy solutions company working throughout the United States. So nice to talk with you today, Dave. Good morning, Kelly. Great to be with you. All right. So I thought we'd start. What is Amoresco's role in the solar industry? You develop solar projects for like your portfolio of customers? We do. We're a leading independent uh, energy efficiency and renewable energy solutions company. And as part of that, we uh, have a wide range of technical solutions using advanced technologies uh, that focused on building efficiency, but all aspects of renewable energy as well. And uh, we have a particularly large uh, portfolio of solar uh, projects currently uh, in our pipeline and in operation. Okay, perfect. You guys are headquartered in Massachusetts, but how far do your solar efforts reach? Uh, Well, we're uh, focused on North American market, primarily in the United States and Canada. We have about 240 uh, megawatts of uh, projects in that pipeline. Uh, that represent over 450 installations. And most recently, over the last 12 to 18 months, uh, we've expanded our solar footprint into the UK and Greece. Awesome. Okay. How did Amoresco get its start? We're building these renewable energy projects. Was that always part of your initial plans? Well, uh, three of us uh, that have been in the industry for a while had got together and started the company back in 2000. And uh, over a couple of uh, dinners and a, a couple of bottles of wine, uh, came up with some key tenets of uh, putting this company together. In 2000, the energy industry, uh, energy services industry in particular, uh, was relatively mature. Most of our competitors had a B on their balance sheet. Uh, and as a new company, uh, it was a challenge for us to make sure that we could build scale uh, so that we could be successful uh, going forward. So two of the key things that were prominent in our business plan were that we would need to secure strategic acquisitions relatively quickly so that we could build scale uh, experience and also secure some qualifications uh, that you, you can't necessarily always get uh, when you want. Uh, what I mean by that as an example is the federal government which were one of the biggest uh, players at Arena, they generally come out for qualifications on average every five years. So uh, we did a couple of quick acquisitions to give us some qualifications to be able to play in certain markets and be able to build our, our pipeline from there. Additionally, we want to differentiate ourselves from most of our competitors. Uh, and what I mean by that is give ourselves the ability to grow, be financially stable, Uh, and reinvest in the growth of the company. One way to do that is to have an appetite to develop, own, and operate your own assets. And uh, so early on, to answer the question, we knew uh, that we were going to be prominent in, you know, not only the solar field, but in the physical asset arena. Uh, We have projects that range from heating and cooling, central plants to cogeneration, landfill gas, renewable natural gas, geothermal, you know, we've got our first wind project in Ireland, uh, and certainly solar. 
Yeah, you guys have been <laughs> very busy. Um, how has this year been? Has COVID affected your work or, or shifted customer plans that once included solar? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, to be honest, we've been incredibly lucky. Uh, most of our projects and most of our work has, have been deemed essential. So as a result, uh, you know, in some cases we experienced certainly in the early uh, days of COVID, March and April, uh, you know, we've had to figure out what the protocols are, PPEs and uh, different standards that we need to maintain. But again, um, in, in most of our cases, we've been deemed essential work. So we've been able to continue. So we've, we've been really limited to the effects uh, of, of the virus as it relates to our business. Um, and in spite of all that, uh, we're finding that the marketplace on the customer side are, and policymakers are still very interested in promoting efficiency and renewable energy. So um, yes, it's a little bit of a different environment to operate in, but again, we've been very fortunate uh, to be able to kind of get through this with really uh, very limited impact. Yeah, that's good to hear. I know you work with a lot of school districts. So how do you approach energy plans for multi-school districts? Do you go building by building before determining like what sites could support solar? How do you work those out? Yep, again, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, the K through 12 market is a very large market for Amoresco. Uh, and we approach it primarily from a comprehensive perspective. We want to understand the district as a whole, how it uses uh, or utilizes its energy and what that energy cost is associated with that consumption um, and identify what systems can be retrofitted uh, to uh, provide newer innovative infrastructure to reduce their load first. Uh, secondly, once the load is reduced, we have a better understanding of what their require new requirements are and then try to couple solar uh, or renewable solutions to that. Um, that's not to say that uh, we don't do standalone solar with some of the districts, we do do that. Uh, but you know, many school districts do have aging infrastructure, they have deferred maintenance uh, where they're just never really able to address all those needs. Uh, so in an ideal situation, we try to take a holistic approach uh, to reduce their consumption first uh, with new efficient innovative technology and then apply uh, distributed generation, solar in many cases, uh, to those solutions. Okay. As a solar developer, do you have your go-to contractors or, or do you bid out the installation work every time? Yep, again, we're focused on delivering best value uh, so we do, you know, have working relationships with a lot of subcontractors just because of the volume of business. Uh, we do some, pro you know, repeat projects with them. But in every case, we do look at every project on a standalone basis. And we want to ensure that we have the right skill set with the, you know, the most competitive price to deliver that value. So Amoresco has done many solar installations on capped landfills, and I saw that you're now getting into floating arrays on, on lakes and other man-made water reservoirs, but you've kind of been a leader in trying new installations. So what gets you comfortable with these new techniques? 
Yep. Uh, we, as you know, we've done a significant amount of actually landfill uh, projects, um, actually not only for solar, but we've got a significant portfolio. We've extracted methane gas from a landfill gas type project, and we're going back to many of those that are obviously capped landfills and applying solar solutions to those. Um, we uh, are very proud of the technical depth and breadth that we have in the organization. Um, you know, I, for a round number, I think 70% of our staff are degreed engineers. Um, so we can get comfortable pretty quickly with evaluating and employing some of these new technologies. Um, we have a project right now that you may have seen. Um, we've been recently awarded under our federal group with Fort Bragg in North Carolina. That's a 1.1 megawatt uh, PV system uh, at at uh, Fort Bragg on uh, the Big Muddy Lake, and uh, that's just another example, uh, you know, of innovation that we try to leverage and take advantage of uh, for our customers and for our experience. Uh, additionally, we have one here in Massachusetts, a Menden uh, Community Solar Project, solar farm. It's about five megawatts on 20 acres. Um, and there are sheep that actually do the grass mowing there. Um, so uh, in lieu of, uh, you know, the labor uh, to, to mow the grass there, it also, also is uh, an avoidance of herbicide application. Uh, so we think it's a good environmental solution there as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Along those same lines, storage is kind of one of those new up-and-coming techniques. So what has been Amoresco's experience with energy storage and batteries on projects? Yep, you're exactly right. This is a technology that's getting a lot of buzz uh, in the market now. Um, There are actually different states, Massachusetts and New York in particular, that if you're contemplating a solar project over a certain capacity and you want to take advantage of the incentives that are available in that state, you have to couple them with battery solutions. Um, but also from a customer perspective, uh, batteries allow for very flexible uh, and reliable power. Um, typically, you know, obviously you're going to store the energy and you can use it in the off-peak uh, period, for example, when solar is not generating. But there's a lot of other attributes that solar can bring to bear. Uh, it can load shed. Uh, it could take advantage of different ISO programs in the market. Uh, for dispatch, uh, but certainly if the grid goes down, it gives customers a sense of reliability until that grid can operate again. So we're seeing a lot of uh, interest uh, in battery, and we're, we're focused on trying to leverage that, and actually not only battery, but microgrid technology, uh, you know, to maximize uh, the, fi- the economic benefit to those customer facilities um, and make sure that they have a resilient operation. Uh, as an example, two uh, projects to note that we have uh, significant battery applications One would be the Marine Corps Depot in Paris Island, uh, in South Carolina, which includes uh, cogeneration, a couple of large solar arrays, battery storage, and microgrid. Uh, you can imagine they're mission critical, so this gives them uh, black start capability and significant amount of resiliency. And we have a, a significant project up in Ontario, Canada the new market battery uh, storage project. So, um, you know, we've been focused on ways to leverage these new innovative technologies, uh, coupling them to maximize the economic and environmental benefits uh, to our customers. Mm-hmm. 
What other trends are you seeing in mid-sized solar? You mentioned earlier that you do have community solar contracts. Do you expect that market to kind of expand? We do. We're, we're seeing that live in the market today. Um, and, you know, we think one of the effects of COVID, um, you know, in the news is that, uh, you know, the tax base at municipalities and states have been reduced because the unemployment rates are so high and so forth. So school districts, municipal buildings, you know, public sector in general uh, is struggling and I think will continue to struggle uh, with securing, you know, appropriated funds year over year in the short term at least and having financial solutions that allow the implementation of efficiency, renewable energy and these more complex solutions not requiring any upfront capital on part of the public sector and facilitating it on a off-balance sheet, off-credit basis, uh, I think is going to be very attractive uh, to these municipalities. So to answer the point, you know, more directly, community solar is one of those uh, methodologies that will allow for uh, a municipality to take advantage uh, of maybe some of its non-productive land, whether it's a capped landfill, uh, you know, or a pond or a small lake, you know, talking about floating uh, uh, solar voltics uh, as a way to not impede or hold back its ability to uh, save some money, generate some tax revenue, and actually also uh, work toward achieving some of its sustainability goals. Mm -hmm. So what else can we expect from Amoresco in the next few years? Well, I think certainly we've we're always customer centric, uh, but given the, the local dynamics and the, the market and the environment, uh, we, you know, we have a relentless focus on the needs of our customers uh, in this particular time. Uh, again, we know organizations are facing budget shortfalls uh, and the type of value oriented solutions that we bring to the table, both technically, financially and economically, uh, I think will benefit lot of these uh, public and private institutions. Uh, again, our goal and our motive will be continue to leverage uh, innovative strategies, technologies, financial structures, um, and promoting these advanced technologies to deliver best in class, best in value projects for our customers. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for letting me get to know Amoresco today, Dave. Thank you. We appreciate the opportunity, Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as editor Kelly Pickerel chats with solar installers across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online to hear more great podcasts, view industry videos, and read our great editorial content. SolarPowerWorldOnline.com. See you back here next month.